Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And a pleasure as we hit the great Midwest Bank hotline to welcome in Pro Football Hall of Famer, Packers Hall of Famer, Lombardi legend Dave Robinson. Dave, uh, welcome aboard. Thanks for the time. Well, thank you for inviting me. I, I enjoy it. We're doing good here, yeah. Dave. How you doing, buddy? Just fine, man. How you doing? Some of my favorite guys there talking. Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah, it's a sad day, but it's, a, it's good to talk to you fellas anyway. I'm yeah, a, yeah. still trying to recover from uh, the loss of my, my yeah. buddy and mentor, my leader, my uh, friend, uh, 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 my brother from another mother, Willie Davis. He was a, he was a guy, and uh, I can't say enough about him. He was a, one great individual, super, super football player, and, and extremely intelligent and, and a businessman. So I, I just miss him. Now, when you, got, when you got drafted, Dave, he was already there, right? Correct. Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, Vince Lombardi came in '59, and uh, and and uh, he uh, got a chance to get Willie Davis in 1960 because Willie Davis had been drafted by the Cleveland Browns, who played him as an offensive tackle. And he and he admitted that he was a lousy offensive tackle. He said one time he was running in front of Jim Brown, and Jim Brown told him, said, "Look here, kid, if you're not going to block anybody, just get the heck out of my way." <laughs> and, and, I was and so and the. Henry Jordan came to Green Bay, and he talked to Vince and told Vince that uh, this kid back in, in in Cleveland, Willie Davis, they're playing him in the wrong position. He should put him as, as a defensive end. So Vince made inquiries, and Paul Brown was glad to get rid, rid of him as a def- offensive tackle. And he came to Green Bay in 1960, which is interesting because 1960 was the first year that Vince Vardy came in 59. And in 1960, mm-hmm. he played for the World's Championship game and lost in the last two minutes. And then in the next seven years, they won five world championships. They won in 61 and 62, of course. And then the, they, then they had 63. They, I came and we lost. 64, we lost. And then five, six, and seven. So, so Willie played in the, in the first, the first, uh, as I'm trying to think, eight years that he was in Green Bay, he played in the championship game six of those eight years. That's amazing. That's true. Yeah. And if they didn't, and, and, and Go ahead, Dave. Finish your point. And when I got there, he was already all pro, and 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 the and I I played the offensive and defensive end in, in college, and uh, so I was a, a big follower of his, and I was a I was one of his fans when I came in. I was just an all just to meet him, and then to really talk to him. He's just a nice guy, and 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 so knowledgeable. He was so cerebral. He was one of the smartest defensive ends I played with. I played with a lot of them, and, and in fact, like I told somebody earlier today, the last year uh, that he was playing in the league. Deacon Jones came to Washington Redskins when I was there, and I played right next to Deacon Jones. I got to, I got a chance to compare him to uh, Willie Davis. Now, admittedly, Deacon was at the end of his career and he kind of lost some of his talents and, and, and physical prowess. But from a mental standpoint, Willie was much sharper, much smarter, and, and taught. And not only did he, did he do things himself, but he 
it, it spilled over to the rest of the other ten guys on the team. He he brought us all up a notch, as, as you know, as far as our thinking. Willie was one of the guys that told us one time we had some things, we had some disputes between the offense and defense, and the offense was stumbling and couldn't uh, couldn't make five yards in four downs, and and Willie said that look, if we do our job, the worst thing that can happen to the Green Bay Packers is a nothing to nothing tie, zero zero tie. <laughs> he said we don't ever. I don't want to hear anybody say we lost the game because the offense didn't score more points. If we lost the game, it's because we allowed the other team to score more than our team. And nice. that, that was the way we played from then on. And, and, he, and, and everybody sat back and looked and said, hey, he's got a point, and that's it. Everybody, everybody accepted it because Willie said it, and he's right. If we, if we could play a perfect game every time, we would never lose. And so he said, yep. anytime we lose, it's not the offense losing, we lost. Oh, I love that mentality. I think one of the biggest things that people don't know about Dave back then, they didn't really get into counting sacks for a lot of you guys. And you would think Willie Davis would have well over 140, 150 sacks if they were counting sacks. You know, the big thing, they didn't count them and they didn't care about them. And and a lot of times their mistakes are made. uh, You'd make a tackle and you hear them, they'd give the, Give the credit to somebody else because sacks. The guy lost the, the guy lost four or five yards of the play, and then when and the they would, and a lot of times the quarterback would would run with the ball or something and not make it to the line of scrimmage, and that that wouldn't even consider a, a quarterback tackle or nothing because he just a, just they lost the yard on the play, you know. Where today that'd be a sack. And right. It's a and you know, it's, so, it's so different. You really can't. You cannot. In 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 the 2020 and 21 is going to be look back and compare it to the 1960s or 70s. It was a completely different football game. Well, and, you look at that. Game. You look at you look at that team and your defense. Though they, they were yeah. stacked. What side? What side were you on? Were you on the side uh, with with Willie Wood? Because you and Ray Nitschke at inside backer, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no. I was. We we played a four three. Okay. And uh, and though. And uh, and when I w- I came up my rookie year and my, and my rookie year in the second year I played the right side, and then in, in the third year we uh, got Leroy Caffey and he played he played right linebacker, and Vince wanted me to go to the left and I went to the left side, one of the happiest days of my life when I lined up next to Willie Davis. Willie Davis was my tight defensive end, and Herb Rowdy was my cornerback on that side, and Ooh, Willie Herb and myself the three of us we said that was a we called ourselves the three musketeers. The, uh, the three amigos, they do all kinds of things for themselves. And we said, we challenged people to come that way. And you think about this now. There was Willie Herman myself over there. Ray Nitschke was the inside linebacker. He was the next guy to the inside. And at times, Willie Wood would be behind us as the safety because he was a free safety. He moved around. So that means a quarterback could come to the ball and a quarterback called his own plays. He came to the ball and looked around. When he looked to his right, there were five. Count them, five people who are future Hall of Famers on one side mm. of the field mm. at one time. And and, the, and quite naturally, a lot of quarterbacks decided not to run that way. They ran some just to keep you happy, but they set the, the game plan up was to go up the middle or to the left, don't go to the right. In fact, uh, after Super Bowl two, the quarterback, Daryl Monica, told me in the locker room, he said, they told me all week, don't throw the ball to the right, don't throw the ball to your right. He said, in the fourth quarter, we thought I thought I had, had you guys with, it ruled you to sleep, so I thought I'd sneak one in at Belindikoff, throw a pass to Belindikoff. Mm. Herb picked it and went all the way in for a touchdown, the first <laughs> touchdown in the oh, defensive player. That's oh, a, and, he said, that. 
And that, that's how then teams didn't. I, I I remember one game where I, I I pulled a groin muscle and Vince came to me before the game and he said, I know your muscles hurting and he said, We're gonna shoot you up. He said, If you can go he said in the first three plays they're gonna test you, see if you can go deep. He said, If you can, they're gonna leave you alone and go back to the regular game plan. But if you can't, he said they're gonna work pick on you and, and it'll wear you down with the leg is bad. And I said, Okay. Very first play of the game, Dick Bass, the the halfback came out and ran a 30-yard fly pattern on me. And I ran with him down there 30 yards and knocked the ball down. And I, and I went back to home. My, my leg was just throbbing. It was hurting so bad. But I pretended to rock, run back like nothing was wrong with it. And they <laughs> went the other way all day. They didn't they didn't pick on it. They went the other way most of the time. I didn't have to cover Dick Bass anymore the rest of the day. Where if he ran the next play on me, he, he could have walked in because I couldn't I couldn't cover Mickey Mouse. But, but it, it's just, <laughs> that's just the way it was. People are conditioned not to come, not to attack us on that side. Yeah, that's that's yeah. amazing. I love those stories. Dave Robinson joins us here, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Packer legend, and Packers Hall of Famer Dave Robinson. Dave, you you mentioned uh, Willie Davis being cerebral, and in, yeah. in in reading up on him a little bit, I did not realize in the corporate world he was as good in business. He, he got his MBA down in Chicago. He was uh, yeah. uh, involved in, in, in so many big corporations. So it wasn't just football for Willie Davis. It, it yeah. was business as well. That's right. And he, and he, he helped me launch my, my uh, the, the distributorship. He, he, was, he, was a, a, he used to work for Smith Burning Company during the all season. And uh, he was going to retire in 69. And, and he... I, no one knew it. He called me aside in 69, and halfway through the season, we sat down. And he said, he told me how much fun I'd been playing together, blah, blah, blah. And he was going to retire. And he told me and, uh, that uh, he was going to go to to California and open up a beer distributorship, what he always wanted to do. Where, that's where the money was at in the beer business. And, and uh, then he, I looked up, and about the night, night was over. It had been gone there about two or three hours. We had 16 empty bottles of beer, empty beer bottles. I remember that. He said, Man, all the beer you drink, you should work for Slits. And I said, well, don't, they never asked me. <laughs> Next trip to Milwaukee, he took me to the brewery and introduced me to all the, the people ahead of marketing and sales and everything else. And I thought it was just a social call, but actually I was being interviewed and didn't know it. When Willie retired, they offered me the job in there. And uh, for the minute I took the job, my goal was always to get a distributorship. And, uh, and I, I, I worked for Slits for uh, the rest of my career. And then afterwards, I went with him full-time. A total of 15 years I worked with Slits, and then I uh, finally got my beer distributorship. But I nice. think something about Willie, though. When I got the distributorship, I took out a mortgage on my house to, to pay, get the, the buy the beer one. I did everything right now. And I uh, dry, fly to California and tell Willie, I'm now a beer distributor like you are, Willie. And he sat there, and I walked in, and Willie said, beer? Oh, man, I'm out of beer. I'm in the radio and TV now. <laughs> my, my wife was with me, and she, had be, she, had been, she was a guest borrowing the money to, to put, get in the, the, the vest of the company. And she looked at me and said, oh, okay. <laughs> I said, oh. I told Willie later, I said, Willie, you know everything you could have said besides saying that to my wife? But it, it worked out well for me because I, I, I was in a distributorship active for, until I was 65 years old, so. Well, it worked out very well for me, but Willie was just just great. I can't say enough about him. He uh, he was just super. He, he 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 never he was. He also another thing he's credited for. We he may set the rule as our defensive captain and whatnot. When the, if if the guy ever ran a play on you, like let's say now I was the one linebacker and Leroy Caffey was the other side, right side. 
if they ran a play on either Levy or Yard, let's say they ran a play on me and the play broke for five yards. It was a play I hadn't seen before, a reverse or something crazy. Well, what, you, what his rule was, when you came back to the huddle, before Nisky or anybody called the defense, the person who was at the spot of attack, he would tell the other, the other ten guys, hey, listen, nothing's wrong with the defense. I screwed up. I zigged when I should have zagged. I did something wrong. <laughs> and it won't happen. It won't happen again. And then and then as soon as they did and they call the defense, then you go to the other guy, go to Leroy Capsie, Leroy. If they come out and the and the flanker's a little tight, he's tighter than normal or the or the tight end is off the line or, or that there's a tilt to the backfield or something, whatever tips you off that that play was coming again, you had to tell the other guy. So you know and you know how many times a quarterback will run a play to the left and then right away run it again to the right or wait till the time was right. Next time it's that opportunity, run it to the right. Well, he ran it to the left or to the right. Our goal was to make sure he never came back and scored twice with the same play. And, and we used to laugh. And, and the way Willie put it is, you know that they spent all week, at least week, practicing that play over and over and over, get it down, pat the time and everything else. And they were going to let him get one shot and one shot only. If they had to get two shots to see me. And that's how it was. And that's how we played. You can run a play on us one time. You couldn't run that play twice. Mm-hmm. And I, I can think of a number of times that happened. And, 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 and But the big thing, I think, was when he insisted that we tell the other ten guys in the huddle, it was my fault. It was not the fault of the defense. The defense was drawn up correctly and everything else. I made a mistake. And then you always admitted that and, and made you feel better about it. And the other guys, and the other guys you see guys were worried about that play. The, the worry left them. They didn't worry about that play anymore the rest of the day. Right. Dave, you, and, and you I also. You sometimes Willie really did it. You also we we also hear um, a lot of stories about Vince Lombardi and Bart Starr. Who was that? Who was that guy that that Vince talked to the most uh, on the defensive side of the ball for you guys? Willie Davis. Willie Davis when Vince came, when Willie came there, Vince noticed something about him, and he made him. It was there was a very few African Americans on the team at that time. Like I came out as the ninth one, the ninth man on the team, and and. Vince had already selected Willie Davis as his liaison between the, the African American ball players and the, and him, because there there were, there were unique problems living in Green Bay. There, you know, Green Bay was sixty some thousand and not no blacks in town. I tell people all the time. They kept saying there was one lady that lived in town, but mm. I was there ten years and I never saw her. She couldn't hide. <laughs> <laughs> and the other rumor was that she had two daughters who would only yeah. date the guys who were all pro. And I said, Vince said started that rule. Because, <laughs> there was no woman, no daughter in town, I'll tell you. But, but if, if, we, if you had a problem, if you had a problem with it in a grocery store, a restaurant, a hotel, or trying to get an apartment, because, you know, it, you got to remember, too, when I came in 63, it was the Civil Rights Act went into 64 and didn't take effect to 68. So you could walk and go to get an apartment, and a guy could just tell you right to your face, I don't rent the blacks. Or he could use the N word, mm-hmm. anything he wanted. I just don't. And he was it was in his rights. The law was on his side. But Vince put a stop to that. And that's another story. But if you had a problem, you would tell Willie, and Willie would go to Vince, and they'd discuss it. And then Vince would make a decision what they were going to do. Then Willie would come back and report to us. Vince said, "Don't worry about it because da da da." And Vince <laughs> had great power. Vince had great power. I'm telling you, if he got against you, a, 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 a retailer. He was just gonna put a guy out of business. He was that strong in Green Bay. He was wow. he, he ran the town. He was a you know you know I, I know you heard the story how he integrated the whole city. You know he got no. there 
as long as I came, there's seven, eight, and maybe nine at the most bars and restaurants that uh, refuse to serve African Americans or any of the black ball players. And Vince called him into his office, and to be real quick about it, they discussed the, the problems. And Vince told him, said, finally told him, said, "Listen, you guys work hard. You own your businesses. You can have the right to refuse service to anybody you want to." And he said, "In fact, that I'll go to war." to protect your right to refuse who you serve people you don't want to. And as of this day, no more African-Americans, no more black ball players will be in any of your establishments. As mm. a matter of fact, he said, neither way any of the white Packers because you guys are all off limits now. Mm. And they said, <laughs> you can't do that, Vincent. Oh, yes, I can. It's in fact, didn't you hear me? You're off limits. And and, uh, and you guys know how Green Bay is now, and it was even worse when there was only 60,000 people there. You, you, if you lost all the Green Bay Packer business, it, it hurt your business, especially a bar or restaurant, severely. Right. And, uh, and, well, so it took about about 45 minutes. Vince Lombardi single-handedly integrated the whole city of Green Bay. There was never any more discrimination in any bars or restaurants in the town after that meeting. And there was no big, no, not a whole lot of fanfare, not, a, not, not newspaper columns and, Specials and people coming and speaking or nothing. Just Vince Lombardi talking quietly to seven or eight people and telling them what, how it was going to be, and that's how he was. And then that's why. And, and, that's incredible. And, and Vincent, yeah, Vincent Willie worked hand in hand. And uh, I could I could go on and on about the stories. Yes. Like when we were down in New Orleans and had to go to New Orleans and could couldn't get a haircut. So Vince, we had some embarrassments when we had to stay at different hotels. So he found a hotel by the airport. But we're way, way, way from downtown. And you know New Orleans, you couldn't get a cab to go down there to get a haircut. And uh, Vince, to ask Willie, couldn't he do something? And Willie called some of his friends from Grammy, and they came out. They brought like four or five carloads, cars out, picked up all the players, took us down to the black neighborhood in, in New Orleans. We got a haircut, waited for us, got back in the car and took us back to the hotel. And then Vince the party went, went, met us. When he got back to the hotel, came out and... Uh, reached in his pocket like it was his money and gave all the guys some, a tip for taking us down there. I know the Packers ended up paying for it because Vince was general manager. But <laughs> <laughs> it was a great gesture. And, and, and also the guys, and it, it was, I, don't, I didn't count, I didn't see how much it was, but the guys were extremely happy whatever Vince gave them. And they, yeah. and they, they thought Willie was the king, and, and, uh, and we thought Willie pulled off a coup because uh, we had a you had a heck of a time. You could you couldn't get you had to get a black cab. When we would we'd go to the hotels they we'd they'd park and they'd, they'd come bus from the airport and let us out and we'd have to wait till a cab from the other side of town came over to pick us up because no white cab was going to give you a ride in New Orleans. That's a, that's amazing. That's amazing. Great stories. Well, we thank you for coming on, man. That was amazing. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. Well, Dave, we hope we can get we hope we can get a chance to see you this this summer, day when everything loosens oh, up, yeah. man. We need to see you. So, yeah, as soon as this, as soon as this virus thing is over, I, I think yeah. my first trip is gonna be to Green Bay or someplace. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I got cabin fever. I've been there over a month, man. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the walls are closing in on me. I, I, I need to go. Well, you stay, uh, you stay safe, Dave, and and we I'll look forward to best. having having you on again. An absolute uh, pleasure Thank and you. an honor to have you on. We love Thank you, my you, brother. I, I, all right. Yeah, and this, I like to say, we'll call you guys just do, do like I'm doing tonight when you go. Just when you say your prayer, say a little special prayer for Willie Davis, a real yeah, special and guy. And, 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 yes. and then, and then I, I can't wait someday hope to meet with Willie again and and uh, just just ask God to take him in His arms and God bless his soul. Thank you, right. Dave. Thanks. You take care. Thanks, Dave. You're right. Right.
All right, there he is, Dave Robinson, joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. And has your passion outgrown your home? Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space you deserve. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.